welcome to This Versus That, Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co-hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions for the wedding that you're dreaming of. It's bonus episode time. I call this one a bonus because of two things. First of all, we recorded so much, we're going to split it into two episodes. We'll probably release them both at the same time. You'll know if the other one is there. Uh, but it was just, we what we talked for so long, we felt like we better break it up. The reason, number two, that this is a bonus episode is because Lance, our editor, is my co-host for this one, but we also have wedding guests, meaning that our co-hosts aren't experts in the wedding industry. They are a couple that has both the bride and the groom been in several weddings over the last couple of years, and they are currently planning their wedding, their destination wedding here in Florida with me. So they're clients of mine. So this is really exciting because we get their insider information and insight into what it's like being in a wedding party versus being the wedding couple. And they were just able to bring so much. And I'm so, so very happy that they were um, kind enough to give this time to this. And Madeline is a, um, a listener and she has been from the beginning. And I appreciate that so much. I just love them as a couple. I'm so excited for their wedding. But let's go ahead and dig into these episodes because there's two and they're like an hour each. So let's go ahead and um, bring on Lance, Madeline, and Derek. Lance Panton is a musical force with a calming presence. One might ask, how does that add up to a DJ that can deliver an energetic dance floor? Well, I'll tell you, it's from experience. From the 90s to now, Lance's ability to read a room is second to none. Based in Dallas, Lance has entertained thousands across the country. Weddings, galas, and celebrity events are all a part of Lance's impressive portfolio of work. This DJ is all about the details. His work begins well before the event starts with prep regimens that rival many. Well, you guys know Lance already. But let me also introduce you to Derek and Madeline. They are getting married in February 2022 and could not be more excited. Madeline says, as we anticipate our big day, we have had the opportunity to help celebrate with our favorite people at their weddings. During this season, we have also learned what we like, love, and would do differently to celebrate our big day. While attending weddings and simultaneously planning our own, we have the exciting perspective of sharing things that couples might not think about while are drowning in decision fatigue. We could not be more excited to share and help other engaged couples make decisions about the details of their day they may have scooted past. Derek and Madeline are getting married on Captiva Island in February 2022. Kelly is obviously our planner. We have participated in so many weddings, and specifically this summer, we have either been guests, a bridesmaid, the officiant, or the best man in a wedding. They are loaded. So let's talk about this episode. Okay, this might be the most exciting episode ever. Lance, do you think? I think so. I think so. so. Here's why. (laughs) Well, I told you why already. Because that uh, Derek and Madeline are here with us and they hold all the roles, like all the roles. So Lance and I are super excited, like like fingers hitting each other, like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Because they've covered everything as I explained to you in their, um, their couple bio. So, um, what I, I think I would like to do first, Lance, everyone, you know, is, um, our editor here and he's also Lance, 
I think you need to tell everybody what happened just a few weeks ago because you were awarded something pretty special. And I know I'm catching you off guard uh, right now. Yes, you are. I want yes, you to you tell are. everyone because it's super exciting. Okay, so Dallas-Fort Worth has a group here called the American Association of Certified Wedding Planners, AACWP. And every year they give out awards to their favorite vendors. And this year I was awarded their favorite DJ. That's so exciting. Thank and you. I knew I knew it was going to catch you off guard with that, cool. but I had to bring it up because you didn't put it in your bio. I was like, why did he not put that there? So you're getting your kudos right now. I'm so proud of you. And you totally deserve it Thank because you. you're that good. Thank yeah. you so much. You can move here whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to need you to have a chat with Mother Nature first. <laughs> okay. So Madeline and Derek, um, I'm going to let you guys talk a little bit just about what you've experienced, experienced in the last year with weddings. Like why... I was so excited for you especially to be on here. So go whoever wants to talk and tell about all of the experiences and roles that you've had. <laughs> and then we'll just talk. I can yeah. go. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So Derek and I got engaged this February, right before we had six weddings this year. And so while we've been planning, we have also been attending and in a lot of weddings. Um, as well as experience with previous weddings from years before, but with a totally different lens once you're actually amidst the planning yourself. So we were talking with Kelly the other day, and I just had to share all of the things that Derek and I talk about on a daily basis when you know we, we debrief on things and we say, okay, I liked that. I loved that. I would change that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're really excited to to be able to share. Oh, so great. Derek, anything else? <laughs> no, I think it's just kind of funny how, well, you and I are at that age where we're just getting invited to every wedding and we're going to everyone we can. And so how many? It's been so many. We've had so many different roles. Um, the one thing I will say is if uh, you are currently planning your wedding and considering getting a wedding planner, do it. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, do it because it makes life a lot easier and a lot more confident when going forward with the actual big day, too. And I'll tell you right now, you can tell the difference between the weddings that have were planned on their own versus those who had help, somebody help coordinate them. Really? As well. So just want to give <laughs> Kelly a shout out there for that, too. Oh, well, so. thanks. <laughs> thanks. And more than just a day of coordinating. Oh, you noticed the difference there. between. Right. So you had those experiences as well. So you had mm-hmm. people. So you went to what you went to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Insert Stevie J hand rub. <laughs> Derek's ready. <laughs> so you guys went to or participated in weddings that were planner or coordinator lists, day of coordinator, or perhaps full service wedding planners. All three. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to get all the details right now from your experiences with each. Um, And just so we can touch on these things as well, because we have a DJ here. Did you go to weddings with DJs and bands? Yes. Yes. And one without. So where someone literally just had a computer sitting on a podium and a playlist. You guys Mm -hmm. are trophy podcast episode people. Like, you you know, this, this is going to be a six-parter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might have to break to take all the dogs out. But, okay, so, yeah. Yeah. all right. So, what, I'm going to let you guys kind of take the lead in here. And I really, truly believe that Lance and I are just going to bust in with some questions every once in a while. But what, please, what, let's start with the things that you, mm, how do you want to do this? What do you think will be the easiest way to tackle it? Well, I was thinking maybe if we tackle it like weddings, so all of them across the board were varied budgets. And so budget really wasn't the reason for chaos or schedules, which is super important to note. Um, I would say maybe we could go from like when organization happened well and maybe like when organization didn't happen well. But Lance, maybe if you had a better idea. No, no, no. I think that sounds fine. I think 
just before it's all over, when Derek, and I know you agree, um, that he pointed out that if you're even considering having a planner, you probably should have one, if not just across the board. I think people make assumptions about the size of their wedding or, you know, everybody's local. I think as you're telling what you've been through to express like these little factors did not take away from the fact that you probably still could have used a planner. So kind of keep that in mind and toss those in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start with the ones that were better organized. Is that what you wanted to start with? And the good things. Yeah. So let's start with better. (laughs) So, um, I think leading up, especially if you're in the wedding, having communication is so important. So we have had friends who give us like PDFs and spreadsheets and timelines of the day. So they will break down who's getting hair and makeup done when, um, when to be there, where to be, timelines of the day, and then timelines of photos. And it's just super helpful. Um, they had a, a planner and a day of coordinator. And it was a smaller wedding party, I will say. So I think five bridesmaids and five groomsmen. So not that which, small. Yeah, I which guess. some people would say <laughs> is a large wedding party. Yeah. Big. In the Midwest, people will have like oh, 12 yes. on each oh, side. Yes. So, <laughs> um, and so I would say between leading up to the wedding, having a, a planner, they probably make you do those things. And so you could really tell the difference between that and then just, oh, here's a sporadic detail. Here's a sporadic detail oh, I just thought of this. And then you're feeling awkward about asking the bride and groom, like, I have all of these questions and it's the week of your wedding and I am so afraid to ask you. So what you, you received something before you even, the one that you're thinking of right now um, that you thought was really Mm -hmm. well organized and you were participating Mm -hmm. in the wedding, they offered Mm -hmm. you everything up front before you even arrived. So you had it well in advance. Correct. Okay, but you, yeah. I love that you said that you also felt very awkward and it was probably for one of the other weddings because you had questions. Did you end up asking in those instances? Yes, and this was one where I could also, since I was in it also, could ask other participants mm-hmm. to help, you know, <laughs> if I ask this one, will you ask this one <laughs> type of a thing? You ganged up so, individually. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was a way to go about it. Derek, did you kind of have this the same experience? Or did you very as similar? Um grooms would not care. Yes, so even on the groom side, so guys communicate a little bit differently. And um so I was at a friend's wedding that was out of state and actually half the groomsmen had to come down uh into Iowa and we all live separately. So for him he knew he had to coordinate a lot of things with us ahead of time. And because of that, he did send us out an email just with the list of items we had to get, whether it was suits and tuxes by this day, um, arrive a day early here and you're staying at this hotel. And it was and it wasn't even like giving options. He was telling you what you needed to do, step A through uh-huh. Z, which worked out great. And so by the time we all had our suits, um, everything was coordinated, everything was um, there on time. Uh, never, nothing missed a beat really too. And um, by the time we got to the groom's dinner and the rehearsal, uh, the day of coordinator was taking over and she was delegating jobs okay. too. Um, and so when it got to the day of the wedding, we knew we were supposed to be at all moments of the day and at what time we need to be ready by for photos and moving forth. So just getting notes to your people ahead of time, I think is going to be the biggest okay. thing as Maddie mm-hmm. here put it. Um, whether it is even just a week at a time or it can be a month, but some things get lost in translation if it's that early. Yeah. So um, just make sure there's enough ample time. There's enough communication because where there isn't, I'd rather over communicate than under communicate. And that's going to be the biggest thing. Got it. 
So I will jump in and say that because this is this kind of takes, you know, some of the magic out of it. But but it's the truth. There is a theatrical aspect, not the total, but slight theatrical aspect to weddings, meaning there's the wedding itself. There's the marriage itself. But then there's the presentation of it to your family and friends. And with that, the reason the plans are so important is because certain things are supposed to happen at a certain time to give continuity to the day. When those things are in place, that leaves space for the spontaneity and the surprises that you want. It's not that the entire day should be a surprise or totally spontaneous. No, you have to have the important elements in place, well-timed, well-executed. And when you do, there is more than enough room for spontaneity and things that are treasures of the moment. Yeah, well, that's how it allows for those things to happen. You know, when there's, when we can like take out the the mess of scheduling that, well, of chaos that can occur. If you can take all that away, that allows for like good, wholehearted celebration to happen that's spot on exactly um Derek yeah. Derek I love I that think, you said yeah, I mean I hate to say this but I love that you said well guys communicate di- differently I agree with you like the ladies want to know every little detail and the guys are like just could you just lay it out real quick you know <laughs> you guys but I mean the fact that you both just said that exactly how I have always interpreted it is is spot on, spot on. So, all right. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us some more about some of the better things in the planning that you experienced. Um, but how about from the guest perspective? I would love to hear where you guys were just a couple at a wedding that you loved. Um, and let, let us know if these were um, weddings that you were like at home, like you drove down the street or if they were ones that you went away to, because I think that makes a big difference as well. Yeah. So we went, Oh, so we've been guests at two this year and then we'll be a guest at a third coming up um, in a few weeks. And so um, we went away for one of them and we were just in the cities for another, the away one, you know, because we're planning a destination as well. We understand that there's a lot that goes into being in a hotel or being away. Um, Luckily it was still in Minnesota. And so we kind of knew our way around that part of town, but um, I would say having things for your guests, even if it's just like suggestions, um, you know, it goes a long way. I think there's a lot to be said too about kind of what Lance said, making the day a little bit <laughs> theatrical because there is something to be said about making the guests feel like they're a part of something because there's been a lot of times where we just kind of show up and we sit and we watch and it's beautiful, but we don't feel like we're a part of it or we don't, we don't know the inside joke or or there's something that we're not, you know, we're not yeah. getting versus one where it was, it was so about the couple being united and it was a very religious ceremony. So it was, you know, obviously that lent more to mm-hmm. it, but you really did feel like you were there for a reason and you felt like you were being a part of this, this matrimony yeah. versus just kind of an onlooker. I think that's such a testament to how powerful a ceremony can really be if you put that effort in there. Um, and I think that leads and it back, sets the tone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a testament. Um, guys, if you haven't listened to, we did a, an entire episode on officiants, on um, whether having a friend or family officiate or a professional officiate. But I think there's something to be said. And I think, did I do one on vows? Um, no, I don't think we've done vows yet. We've done vows. We have to do that episode. We'll have to find that. Whether to do like personal vows, like, like you guys do your own vows or what are you guys doing? I can't remember now. 
We're going to... Oh, go ahead, Derek. No, I think we said we're going to do personal vows, but uh, no letters to each other. Oh, okay. But read it to each other before uh, the ceremony itself had our first look, so... Wait, you're going to read letters to each other before the ceremony? Or are we going to... Oh, before the ceremony, correct. At our first look. Oh, okay. And then we're going to do... And then you're going to do traditional vows during the ceremony. So you're taking Mm -hmm. advantage of it. That's the expectation. That's where you're at right now. But who knows how things could change. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I think it's a big testament to that. So I'm glad that that came up um, and that you felt those two differences um, at each each of these weddings do you guys did it feel different to you being at ceremonies as engaged people versus prior to i have to know that i think so yeah you you looked at it differently (laughs) or it felt different i'd say it felt different um even before when we were just dating and not even engaged Mm -hmm. um it's even different being engaged versus just dating i would say as well um, it's also because I'd say when you're engaged, you're also starting to take a lot more notes at these weddings oh, yep. than just maybe enjoying the ceremony and, uh, the reception itself. Um, where, uh, if you're just, uh, there on your, by yourself or when you're just dating, it's, uh, it's, a, it's maybe a little more relaxing, mm-hmm. a little more fun. You can enjoy, uh, everything that comes with it. Not saying you didn't enjoy it when you're engaged, but you do just take those extra notes saying, hi, what would you do? What wouldn't you do at right. your wedding? So. Hey, I have a question for you guys. When you, in all of these experiences, did you ever get split up during the day? And what was that experience like as a couple? I'm always yeah. so curious about that. <laughs> yeah, I would say actually we probably spent more time in this season apart at weddings than together um which is crazy yeah and then did you were at all of the weddings did you get to sit together at dinner or no no oh okay only the ones that we were both guests at (laughs) only the ones where you were only just both guests okay Mm -hmm. so the other ones you got split up during dinner at all of them Mm -hmm. yeah what was that like I mean, it's not as it fun, wasn't. which is why we're doing the lovebirds okay. table, because we think that it's so special to experience that day with your significant mm-hmm. other and family, because I even think of my sister and brother-in-law, while they're both in our wedding parties, they have a three-year-old son, right. and so they're going to want to sit with him and not leave him with my parents, or, yeah. you know, there's just so many different things, but... It's really, I mean, it is what it is, right? I think it's pretty traditional to have wedding parties sit separate from significant others, especially if it's a bigger party and you don't have room for 25 people at a long table. But um, I think there's also a part of it that you kind of can still make eye contact or you still know that they're there. And so like if I was a bridesmaid and Derek was in the audience, like I knew he was there and I knew that he felt the day was really special too. Or when Derek was the best man and sitting up at the the head table, and um, you know I was sitting with the family, which was wonderful. You still just you know you you miss yeah. them, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's your person. Yeah. And that was the thing I was going to say too is well, being able to sit next to each other and as an engaged couple, you can appreciate the ceremony and the wedding a lot more as well. I feel mm. like and. When you're separated, you don't get it. It just doesn't feel yeah. the same, if it makes sense. And I think Maddie and I, that's kind of why we wanted to do a sweetheart table. So our parties can sit with their significant yeah. others um, at their own table and share those experiences as well with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you guys get to walk down the aisle together at any of these weddings? No. No. <laughs> but I got to ask for, like, where are the rings and get them from Derek. So that was really Oh, special. yeah. That's kind of cool. So yeah, that, that is cool. cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, to, go ahead, the, uh, Lance. What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say so. With your experience with being wedding guests, and as you're planning your wedding, let's take it a couple of steps back. When you interview different planners, 
and decided on Kelly. What advice would you give other couples in interviewing for their planners? Like for the ones that, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of great things that, you know, made Kelly check several boxes, if not every single one. But what were some of the red flags with other planners that didn't make the cut as you were talking to them? Because the title alone does not make for a qualified planner. Respect. Correct. Um, I would say I had to do a little bit of convincing on the planner aspect, not in a big sense of it, but just because we were first timers. We were like, do we need this? Do we not? None of our friends did it. And then as I was talking to planners, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Um, That's really the biggest thing I would say when you're talking to a planner that makes you realize you don't know what you're doing. Oh, it's a really, I mean, it's good good and bad. Yes. (laughs) You're not supposed to know what you're doing. You're supposed to, to, you know, be getting advice and be steered in the correct direction. And I think one of the biggest things that Derek and I did not like was when people focus so much on their design abilities. And while it's great, and we know that, especially having a Florida wedding, it's going to be beautiful. But if you're more focused on the design of the day, doesn't mean that the day is going to run smoothly, which is something that obviously we ran into. Yeah. Oh, with all of your experiences. Go ahead, Derek. And one thing I would also point out to that, too, is there is some uh, wedding planners you meet that do not have day of coordinators as well. And so you can do all this planning. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the day of and you have no way there to either support or help direct you, which is a, could be chaos, which was a big thing for us too. just especially for us in a, uh, a destination wedding. You want to make sure everybody's in the right place at the right time buses arrive to pick up guests from the hotel and make sure they get them to the ceremony and then to the reception as well. So just a lot of moving parts the day. So there you go. So what I'm hearing from that is that the weddings that you experienced, I had, it sounds like a team involved in like making like people in various places taking, like there was someone taking care of the guests and someone taking care of the wedding party. And then someone's taking care of, the vendors and and um, creative partners so that they, it was all simultaneously running smoothly. Is that kind of so that from your like your experience, whatever your role was um, in those weddings, you felt like there was the ones that felt organized and smooth and welcoming. There was clearly somebody there making sure those things happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's you could like I said, the ones that were well run. Uh, definitely had a lot of moving parts, but there was a lot of people making calls and okay. organizing it from the front okay. too. So, and it's very As, noticeable when there aren't when they don't have both people in those positions. So, and sometimes people don't realize how many people are running around behind the scenes to make the magic happen. Mm-hmm. And I think even just that portion of gratitude too is really important, where you might not even think or realize. You ask someone to do something and they maybe got asked five questions on that quest to go get the answer for one thing. It's true. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, yes. it, it can add up really quick with 14 text messages and two phone calls. And where's the golf cart? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So here's. So I would say. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. You go ahead now. Come back. I'll come behind you. I was just going to say that, like, the biggest thing between, like, well run and chaos is quite frankly the timeline and communication Mm. and so there's really something to be said like knowing at least a rough estimate of when things are happening it it's okay to have a lot of things going on in the reception as long as it's timed out and you haven't lost your captive audience because i think the biggest mistake is either dismissing people or losing a captive audience because We've even had um, one wedding I was in, there was no assigned seating and it was buffet style. And so before hold the on. actual eating hold on, happened, hold on, hold yes. on. my hand just went up. <laughs> <laughs> when you say there wasn't assigned seating, like they didn't even assign to a table, like open the doors, 
sit down where you want. Oh, stress yeah. right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. And that's so them, right? And so, but for them, it was because there were so many family dynamics that they didn't even want to sit down and sort oh, through. Okay. So they said, you know what? We're just going to do a free for all. But because of that, and it was, this was a really well-run wedding, mm-hmm. actually. They had everything on the front end of that. So they had speeches, they had dances, and then it was open for business. Mm-hmm. So um, then it was food, cigar bar, you know, sparkler exit, all of the things kind of happened once they lost their captive audience, which in my opinion, I thought that was mm-hmm. fine. It's not how Derek and I would do things, but I thought in that situation, it was, it worked yeah. well. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get, and then, get past the fact that they're not yeah. the tables. We really need screenshots for this podcast because I think <laughs> yeah. Kelly might need medical attention right now. Because uh, I'll share this story with Kelly here too, just because there was um, another wedding we're at where they get, they ushered everybody in for dinner and said, no, I'm, both fathers are giving their welcome speeches and congratulations to the couple. And we're eating. And then halfway through dinner, the couple decides they want to get up and go greet all the guests, which was not coordinated or discussed or planned ahead of time. By doing so, they kind of pushed everything back. Um, they end up setting up a dessert table, escorting, letting people leave their seats to go get dessert while the band is setting up and no speeches were made. And so at this point, people are going to the bar, getting dessert, mingling. And then they had to usher them back to the tables and get their attention so the speeches can be made, uh, which was pure chaos, <laughs> to tell you the least. And, and so was, the dances were sprinkled somewhere in there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. The dances were actually before dinner was served, too. And so it was just. It was just almost pure chaos. Now, and now I need medical attention. <laughs> I know. Maddie and I were sweating the whole time. We're like, we cannot do this. For oh our my god! Oh, so okay. So this is one after you were engaged, and you were like, "Holy cow!" Now we know. Like, not this. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was a lot of things. So it was just a. Lo- it, it sounds to me like that was just like a lot going on, and they were all meant to happen, but maybe just weren't structured. It's correct. And so the ideas and concepts were there, but there was no communication on the execution. And so, for instance, there was just like, again, a lot of moving pieces, but no communication. Like the bar is closing for dinner. Take your seats, get your last drink. It was just people started standing up, going, saw a bar close sign, oh. trying to finagle the bartenders okay. and then go back to their seats. So the closed bar didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Didn't so, tell anybody. Even halfway through dinner, you started to see guests start switching tables with each other, too, because they want to talk to other oh friends. Oh, my gosh. Because it was so, there was like 25 minutes between courses. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there was supposed to be stuff going on um but (laughs) people should have been talking during this time so and i think a confusing part too is how loud the band was during all this and so that got asked multiple times to be turned down and so it was just everything (laughs) lance and i are here speechless because we're Gorgeous venue. I'll say that. You, that. you have to promise. You have to promise that you'll go back and do some screenshots to add to this podcast, <laughs> please. Wait, they have to see let, your face. Let me take a picture right now, and I'm trying to make one of the faces. Hold on, guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah, get the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Okay, I got a couple. We'll save this for later. Oh my gosh. I have little tears. Um, <laughs> they're stressed tears. They're stressed tears. But also, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the moment though that I thought was the funniest where Lance and I like really didn't have words when you're saying this, like this, <laughs> this actually happens in the world. And and I think it's it's a good time to bring up both a comment and a question. Okay. The comment is that during a wedding day, one thing has to lead to another. 
it's not just do this, then we do that, then we do this, and then we do that. And we're not going to tell anybody, we're just going to do it. There are each wedding element during the course of a day is a gateway to the next thing, whatever that next thing might be from the, from the seating of the guests at the ceremony to the sparkler or fireworks exit, helicopter exit, whatever it's going to be at the end. All of those things kind of lay train tracks to the next thing. And if they're gone, you're starting to lose the magic of the day. Correct. And so the, I think what I will, the question I'll pose to all three of you is how does a couple that's searching for a planner differentiate between someone who is just a designer, but they use the title planner and then someone who may be just a planner, like they may be super organized as far as day of and getting things executed, but they're not necessarily a designer. What, how do you get a couple to understand someone like Kelly who legitimately does both like a champion? I think the word I handle the logistics is what sold Derek and I. And I think that was the biggest thing that we need help with because we are also both very type A people. And so being able to hand that over willingly and trustingly to someone that articulated that they handled the logistics was the most important part about finding a planner. But also because you can see the weddings that Kelly has designed, let her work speak for herself on her social media. She also said that she can do design. And and that's something where you take one glance at social media and you can see that's beautiful. Okay, I'm in. But for a planner to say that they handle the logistics, they have a whole team for the day of, a whole team during the process, that was what we really needed and wanted from a legitimate planner. And knowing that she had such beautiful weddings on her portfolio online, we just knew that it was a, it was a perfect match for us. Oh, thanks, guys. And, and well said, you know, in, in my experience as a DJ, I've, I've seen both worlds where you have somebody that can design beautifully, but they're not that detailed person that dots all the I's and crosses all the T's and the planning aspect of it, which is the title that they're using, falls short. Mm. Yes. I've experienced that this summer as well, where I, I don't know if she just maybe was over her head, but she was the event planner and coordinator, but also the owner of the um, actual the venue? establishment. Uh... Yeah, the venue. And so it was, she just never responded to my friend. She would never fall through on things, even the day of like the day before there was rain in the forecast and she kept saying, we've only brought in one or two weddings ever. You're not going to be inside. They were inside. Uh. And so it's also just how you handle that, right? If there's rain in the forecast, you tell your bride, this is our, th- these are our options yeah. and just, you don't need to sugarcoat it. But leading up to that point, she was so unresponsive that I wasn't surprised, I guess, by that being how, weather was handled so yes you are correct lance that there's a lot of people that have that title but creating a timeline is really just saying this hour this hour this hour not these are the moving pieces amongst this 30 minute time frame Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and then there's also you have to be aware of not getting excited about a timekeeper versus a planner. There are people that can keep things on schedule, but again, the day is all about moments and the feels. And I'm one that says the timeline, though you do want to pay attention to the actual times, it's mostly about that order because yep. the order is the continuity. Yep. If, if the 
event that's supposed to happen, not the ceremony itself, hopefully, but if the timeline event that's supposed to happen at 630 drifts to 642, it's fine. But if you hire a quote unquote timekeeper, they're freaking out. This is supposed to happen (laughs) at 630. But there's a whole bunch of things going on right now where if we do this at 630, all we did was check the box for keeping the time. While there'll be a negative domino effect for everything that comes behind it because you're stuck on a minute. Yep. Exactly that. Exactly that. All all the things. That's a really great point. And all the reasons you had your timing. Yes. 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 And and time can be made up for. Yes. That's that's for sure. It's so easy to get back on track. But the thing is, I think what basically you're saying, Madeline, is like it's it's about the experience in the end. And Lance, to your point, we want to make sure that all of those experiences happen in a way that everyone Mm. everyone gets to enjoy it. Whether you're the officiant doing you know doing the wedding or the guests sitting in the audience watching or the wedding party, you know, being a part of that ceremony, like where your witnesses or the couple, like it's about every single person's experience. So, so key. Yeah. So key. And you have to look at it from everyone's perspective. So, and I think that is, is that I think it's, I hate to use the word logistics with that because it's to me, logistics. No, but it's, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a behind the scenes aspect. Yeah, so, it's foundational, right? Yeah. So so in in going back to the whole theatrical analogy, it's like you have a good experience at a theatrical presentation because the logistics that are in place behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. If the technical crew is not on point, if the cast is not on point, if the venue temperature is not on point. All those things expect uh, affect the experience. So, yes, logistics are super duper important and and don't feel like use of the word alone takes the feels out of the day. Logistics preserve the feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, too, and, and Derek, you might be able to pop in on this one. But what you said, Kelly, about it is about the experience of everyone there. Mm-hmm. That's something Derek and I talk about a lot because we've seen people take it's our day almost too literally where they're the only ones having this theatrical experience or where they've preserved this idea in their head of what needs to happen or what they want to feel at that moment. And if it doesn't happen, then it just kind of comes crumbling around them. But Derek and I say, this, while yes, this is the biggest day of our lives and we're so excited, it's also, and Derek says it better than me, but it's it's about everyone else. And I let Derek put his little cherry on top of that one. And so it's um, it's not just you two that are joining each other. You're joining families and friends and everybody who has helped get you to this point in your life is coming together. And you got to make sure they're you're thankful for them. And they recognize how grateful you are to have them in their lives and how much they affected each other and your current relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, Lance, as you put it, when you have a timekeeper, that those experiences get lost. And I think it takes away from the moments that you cherish so much on that day. And so I think it's recognizing that it's not just you two. Well, <laughs> well it is. There are a lot of moving parts, and it's about the family and the relationship moving forward. And too. I'm crying again because you're. <laughs> I mean, you're you're creating a foundation every step of the way, and if you're not making the people that you've invited to help you create that foundation feel like they're a part of it, then what's going to happen when you're down the road and they didn't feel like they were really a part of that huge moment with you. And, and it does just continue to help you lay the foundation of why you even showed up at that altar that day. And, and I think that that's something Derek and I are really excited to share with people and, and not make it something where this has to happen at this time. And if I don't get this exact photo, then my wedding is not what I wanted it. Like, we could care less. 
we want everyone there to, and it is like all those things are super important. And some people have different ideas of what it means to them. But having been to so many this year, it's allowed us to take a step back and just think, okay, while all of that was great, and I know that they spent a lot of time planning and there was a lot of overwhelm, and I'm definitely not downplaying that. If you forget the reason why you're walking down that aisle, then your day is really not going to have the theatricals after that moment. Yeah, I, I have something I want to, um, I'm so glad that you said that in that way, Madeline. And yeah, I want to give pause to the fact that I just started crying again. Madeline and I were talking about that. Did Derek, did she tell you we were talking about this a couple of days ago? And I was, we, I started, <laughs> we both started crying yeah. when we were talking about the ceremony because it's, it's such an important part of the day. Derek, I kind of want to talk to you for a minute because we don't get to have guys on here too often. And I want to talk mm-hmm. to you specifically about being a best man in a wedding and being the groom now. Um, and what you're taking, what you're planning, what you may have changed your mind about your, like how you're working with your, with your guys now that you've been the best man. And so what maybe you thought before and now what you think now about how you want to treat your wedding day or how you want to treat them or, you know, those kinds of things. Right. And so again, it's, um, the biggest thing I would say is um, when you're choosing your groomsmen and your best man is make sure it's people that have been there for you and are still willing to job what they're doing to be there for you. And then at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, it's don't just put people out there just to put people out there. And so make sure you consider that as well. Um, the big thing as a best man, uh, you got to understand your kind of your duty is to the groom and you're kind of controlling all of the other groomsmen mm-hmm. there to make sure they're in the right place because we know the groom himself is going to be busy with the wedding and ceremony itself. Yeah. So you're kind of helping organize that front and uh, delegating certain tasks to the ushers as well. The biggest thing I could say as the groom, as the best man is do not over consume or over drink <laughs> while preparing for it. Just, this might have been one of the worst experiences I've seen as a guest is when the best man was uh, too over-intoxicated to even almost stand on the altar next to the oh, groom, wow. let alone get to the speeches that he did not prepare beforehand. And I was in the audience embarrassed to even be sitting there watching this. And I, the groom handled it well, and he was very thankful. And I give him credit for that, but it was a very poor decision by the best man, I felt. Ah. Because you're not showing the groom the respect that he deserved for asking to be in that position. Because clearly, if you're a best man, you're very close to this person. Meanwhile, as a groom, same similar set, like aspect, you got to be there for him. Um, you may not have all the tasks as the best man and all the responsibilities that come with it. But again, your job the day of especially is to keep the mood light because the groom can be a little stressful, let's say, and excited. So keep the mood light, keep it going. Uh, again, don't overconsume anything. <laughs> Just you got to make sure you're on that altar with them too, standing there and ready to present if things go wrong. So um, <clears throat> I would also say, if, even if you're an usher, be ready to run around, be a gopher as well. It's sometimes they're going to ask you to do a lot of weird tasks and you're going to say, yes, sir. <laughs> I will happily do that for you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and so, yeah. And it's just one of those. It's like, it's, you got to understand it's not your day, but you are there involved with them to make it their day. And so just be prepared for all those duties that come along with that. Um, but as a groomsman, I think also as a groomsman, do not be late to anything. Be there five to ten minutes early for Very everything that's good point. Uh, planned. So <laughs> that's a great point. And yeah, and don't wait to um, either you just get your suit or pick up any other items that are needed for that day itself. So, so you're saying if you accept the honor of being asked to be in the wedding, like follow the responsibilities, come through with the responsibilities. 
Yes. So sorry. Yeah, let me get to that point. Yeah, come through. Don't just don't just be there to be there because there are other times where you'll see people who want to take on a groomsman or a best man oh. just to be say they were part of this ah. wedding. And I think it's totally the wrong reason. And if you and it's take a second to be honest with the groom if he's going to ask you this and be like, tell you what, I appreciate you maybe asking me this, but I don't see myself in this role. And it's just, it's unless you're willing to really drop everything you're doing to help this person yeah. out, maybe it's not right for you. And that's why it was Maddie and I were talking our parties and we wanted to make sure we had people involved that were always going to be involved with our lives moving forward too. That's very cool. I've never heard anyone say that before. And I think I, I think that's really very thoughtful and sentimental and like forward thinking that you, that you guys took that into appreciation before you um, just didn't, you didn't just make a list of who goes to dinner with us the most right now, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No, that was um, Maddie and I, sorry. No, Maddie and I had uh, quite a bit of conversations and, it did take multiple days for us to pick our wedding parties and number weeks. of people. Weeks. <laughs> um, weeks, excuse me. <laughs> um, it's kind of one of those. It's because you have family members, of course, that are always going to be sure. there for you. Then you kind of look into some past friendships, who's still involved in your life, who is always going to be involved with your life, and maybe who's fallen off. And you kind of look at some people that maybe you just moved away. You might have had a great past with them, but they're not currently involved with your life too much and maybe there's not much of a future and it's unfortunate to say that but they'll be a great guest but there might be somebody who's better in line to be in that role yeah i think i think that's great Derek. and again yeah Yeah. i I think separating like well i'm gonna say this i think only the most important people should be invited to a wedding always and so that it, you know, I know I'm honored. I feel really special when I get a wedding invitation in the mail because it means that I meant something to someone, you know, along the way, you know, and I would hope that I don't get invitations for the ones where they're just, I just happen to be on a list, you know, like, because I, they felt like they should, you know. Um, and I will tell you when I, when I really feel like it actually is that where it's just like, you really should invite them, you know, friend of a friend kind of a situation. We will decline because I would rather them, you know, be able to participate with the people that are the most meaningful to them. That's my personal opinion. It doesn't mean everyone has to go cutting their guest list, but you know, that's, that's what my thought is. I would no, and Maddie, I think Maddie and I could agree with you there because it gets to a certain point is don't invite people just to invite people because you want to make it this grand day. Yeah. You, you talk about the guest experience and there's times you might be sitting in the audience like, well, I don't get that joke or <laughs> I'm not part of that. And, and so it's don't. Yeah. And so make sure it's intimate. Make sure it's the people who want to celebrate you and who are that involved and that important in your mm-hmm. life. I think it's kind of the big thing too. Love that. Yeah. And I'll even say too, the big thing when we were selecting wedding parties, kind of going back to that mm-hmm. point is it did take us a while and many iterations because at the end of the day, you know, there's certain people that will walk alongside you during cer- certain parts of your life. And really your wedding is kind of just a snapshot of your life right now. And so not being too um, you know, upset if there's certain people, but if you're inviting someone into that most intimate part of your day and, and part of your life, you sure as heck better not have any baggage with that person that might come up on your wedding day or during your wedding experiences, because we have also seen that happen and people be uninvited from parties and completely uninvited from the wedding. Yeah, and I'll add in that, and this goes back to what Derek was saying and also leads into what we're talking about now. Everything and everybody that's involved in a wedding is in there in a role of support. 
yeah, we're absolutely there to celebrate the couple and celebrate their union and send them off into their next phase of life. At the same time, guests, groomsmen, bridesmaids, vendors, it's a support role. Like, for me as a DJ, Kelly as a planner, we are supporting you guys telling your love story to your family and friends. It's like where a DJ has a role as a quote unquote DJ in other scenarios, our job shifts at a wedding in a support role by this is the musical love story of Derek and Madeline. Like if Derek loves classic rock, like the Eagles and the little river band, it needs to be a part of that day and it has a place it can it go. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And so if we go through an entire wedding day and that element is absent, people can be like, it was cool, but I didn't really hear Derek and Madeline. I just kind of heard yeah. music. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can, you can send them off, you know, with a great party. But you can also send them off with a great feeling like, wow, we were really inside of their love story and had a great time at the same time. Yep. Yep. No one's walking away going, that "That was the best cake I ever had. I'm going to (laughs) go tell my friend about that cake. Nobody's doing that. No. No, no. But they will tell when they hear the, the song. They were like bananas on on the dance floor in the in the car. You mm-hmm. know that's a memory that's going to pop into their head. And they're like, "Well, yeah, I have memories. I'm dancing in my seat right now, you guys." I remember yeah, that one exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, oh, and, and people like when you have great ceremonies and like it brought them to tears, but they also the ceremonies where people laugh. I remember so well because, and they only laugh when it's something that feels true to the couple like it that's the only mm-hmm. way those things happen you know so it's it's so important and guess what i remember what i was going to talk about before that i was like i lost my train of thought <laughs> Bling. yeah we were talking <laughs> about um kind of like it it's everyone's experience right and like how how having the logistics so in place and then the, there's um, you know, like the things that have to happen and the timing and all that jazz. Well, when all those perfectly planned things that are structured and fall into place like they're supposed to, or, you know, like in line, you know, um, and that allows for all those things to happen, those celebratory things and those memories to actually happen. The one thing that you can say that I feel like I want everyone to know as they're planning their wedding and all of these things are putting into place is that you really can just let it go and enjoy every moment of the wedding and be present in that space. And I'm going to tell you why, because you're going to have the photographer and videographer there capturing for you the things that happened. So if you've got, you can let it go just because of that, just because of that, like you don't have to worry that you're not seeing what's happening over at the bar, like people getting shots that are illegal that are not supposed to be getting shots, but they are. <laughs> they found a way. <laughs> can I have some bourbon? That'll be Derek's groom's yeah. son. Yeah, can I have a bourbon neat, please? Nah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can I have a tequila martini? <laughs> you know? So th- there was air quotes there, guys. But if ever there was um, reason to really... Um, when you're in your spending plan, considering how you spend some of your money, think about the documentation because it, and by that, I mean, photo and video, um, because, and I kind of want to say, yeah, I do having a dresser or stylist there, which Madeline you're doing, um, those things I really are key in allowing you to be free to have full experience and for your guests and your wedding party to have that experience because 
you know all of those memories are being captured for you. So you don't have to worry about like mm-hmm. stressing about all those other things like actually happening, the photo timelines and all of that jazz. You've planned it and someone's going to like physically capture everything going on. So you can let it go. Just let it go. That's very good. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you and that my co-hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding. And our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. May I ask a favor of you if this is the case? Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give this versus that podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at this versus that wedding podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you and maybe just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.